Uh, so yeah, let's get started. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is the Reboot of Something podcast by Trilogy Innovations. Uh, my name's Chad Jeffries, your host. Um, with me, we have Randy Cottle, Howling, a Vice President at Trilogy. And then we have um, our friends at Vertex Partners, uh, Scott Rotruck. So, Scott, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. And it was great to be with both of you. Yeah. I always, yeah. always enjoy being with you. Good thing to you. It was like, I'll sit in on this one. I love Scott. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember seeing you from Tech Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but I don't know if we actually got introduced or not. But uh, We didn't. Yeah. But there were a lot of people. And that's oh, why yeah. we didn't get introduced because that was, yeah. that was enormously successful. Right. Yeah. It really was. I'm so, I'm so glad I got to attend. And yeah. I met so many people. In fact, last night I saw people. Who asked where I met them? Right. And yeah. They're in town here trying to do business yeah. with NETL. Oh, that's that's how important Tech Yeah was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It worked, yeah. guys. It really did. Well, that's, that's, awesome. that's actually what it was for, was to bring people from the area that's not to see some of these opportunities and then uh, the government folks to see it as well. So that way they're like, we should do more in the state of West Virginia. Right. right? Yeah. Oh, right. this is a perfect place. We're close enough to Washington, but far enough away to sort of meet that test of dispersing assets sets out right. of that central area which is something i know we try to do and we can right. provide not only the talent to them we can provide energy to them at a redundant level yeah i don't think anybody else can match and uh then we have uh you know universities in our midst that can help keep producing that town at all levels right yeah For myself being on the western Virginia board of education i am yeah. so optimistic now yeah With all this new churn yes our kids coming up through our k-12 system k-16 on through college yeah whatever course they take we're gonna have opportunities for them well it's funny that exactly. you say that because uh Tech yet the all the money that's raised goes to a nonprofit, and that's what we do with that money is work with K through twelve. Yes, I'm excited about STEM uh, STEM projects and stuff like that. Yes, and get that money back in their hands to show that you don't have to leave the state of West Virginia. There's plenty of great jobs here, and look at all the cool things that we're doing. Oh, exactly. What I love about you guys is you guys are STEM and STEAM. Yeah. So we have a thing at uh, part of the Public Education Collaborative called STEAM TAC. Yeah. Well, we're it's a technical assistance center. We're going around the state and trying to mobilize where we have capabilities in town and sharing them with other areas to make sure they can enrich their curricula as well. Yeah. But the beautiful thing is it is STEAM. Yeah. I mean, it is STEM plus the arts. And you yeah. guys are both. Right. Yeah. Because that tech, yeah, was yeah. that tech, yeah, was part engineering right we all had you know we all had the codes but we also had a lot of art happening there the art of putting people together the art of the conversation was great that's awesome and just to give uh the audience here a little context tech yeah was a conference that we put on uh towards the end of last year in august and we're uh getting ready to go for the second one yep here coming up hopefully this week coming out yet it'll actually be uh june 19th and 20th uh, for those that want to attend uh but this year everybody wanted to play golf last year right they're like hey why are we playing golf so we're actually doing a (laughs) golf tournament the on the 19th which is a federal holiday now so we'll be doing it at here in morgantown at the pines country club uh, that'll be from 12 to 5, and then that evening we'll do a reception at the Marriott from 6 to 9. Yep. And then Tech Yeah will be June 20th. We picked June 20th because that's West Virginia's birthday, right? Yes. Yeah. And the 19th, 
Um, yeah. Juneteenth is an important yeah. day in the history of the country. It also happens to be my wife's and my forty-first wedding anniversary. Yeah, so we will yeah. play golf. You know what? Uh, and that's actually my birthday. She was saying, is that right? <laughs> Dang. And it's a very important day, obviously. Yeah, it's a day. It's going to be. It's yeah. going to be great to have a second. Yeah. I think you'll have a bigger turnout than ever. Words, yeah. The words gotten around. Yep. Yeah, whoever yes. named that uh, deserves a lot of credit. That was, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Right. Well, Brandon's not that I'll tell you what. And he wasn't sure at first. He goes, I don't know what I think about that. And I'm like, no, no, trust me, it's catchy. It's catchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, it is catchy. Yeah. That was Heck yeah, it is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll play on words there. Yeah. But uh, but no, Scott, I, I didn't actually finish the uh, the introduction there just to, oh, yeah. just to give uh, folks context, too. He is the vice president of external uh, relations. So, um, Scott, if you just want to uh, tell us a little bit about what Vertex Partners does. Uh, okay, well, let me tell you a little bit about its beginning. Uh, Sean Fresby, who uh, is an aerospace engineer, graduated from WVU, was in the uh, ROTC program, went through the Air Force. I had a great career there, served over in Europe, also served in the Mideastern uh, Theater of Action. He uh, became the head of the F-22 program. And when he got out of the Air Force, when he retired, he stayed in Ohio and he ran three companies over there. One was a drone company, one was a downhole diagnostics company related to the oil and gas industry, and one was a data analytics company. So he really had the entrepreneurial bug. Yeah. Now he'd been on the buy side for the Air Force. Right. Now he had the entrepreneurial bug. And he joined with Mike Grady and folks at the development office, and he created the Mountaineer Alliance. Mm. So he was really trying his best to make sure that our graduates from across the institutions in, in the area, and even regionally, yeah. really had the best opportunity to reach out there and find those ex West Virginians who've gone off and done well that we don't know about anymore and get them to come back and yeah. have opportunities for our students and so on and so forth. Yeah. With that, he helped build the Ohio Federal Research Network. And that in that uh, was under the auspice of the Parallax Advanced Research based in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. And Parallax has a contract with the Air Force. We're a subcontractor to them under what's called a PIA a partnership intermediary agreement. Mm -hmm. But our mission, and I'll get larger on this, but our mission, the focus mission, is to get technologies transitioned into the Air Force to solve Air Force problems, larger national security problems, mm -hmm. all across the agencies, all across the branches of the military. Yeah. And that's tech transition. Excellent, excellent. And they also reach out to small businesses to help connect those and the uh, we actually were awarded an SBIR from the Air Force right. because the Vertex Partners had connected us. Tetrix, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with Tetrix, that's, yeah. that's exactly right. Uh, using artificial intelligence, machine learning to weed out radio signals. So, yeah. uh, obviously, it's uh, no, very be, successful. Being a connector is what we have. I mean, obviously, we're yeah. a dating service, but we are really, <laughs> right. we are it's really trying to put people together. Yeah. You know, and there's a variety of ways that you can do that. So Sean Fresby speaks fluent Air Force, still understands the military very, very well. Right. People will take his call. He understands how to interpret the subtleties and nuances of what may be out there in an SBR solicitation yep. that somebody new won't know. But part of our mission is not just to get technologies into the Air Force supply chain to solve their issues. Yeah, it's to make sure that small business gets to participate. Yeah, right. uh, there's one, there's a big effort, and it always has been. When I was on the buy side myself, Hercules Aerospace, I was compelled to try to find small businesses to participate. Yeah. It was very hard. So we need to try even harder to do that. But beyond just meeting that goal, 
Now the military and other agencies believe that problems will be solved by technologies that are developed by some very small companies yeah. who have to work together collaboratively so they can compete. Right. Yeah. So this is really collaborate to compete. Right. Yeah, right. we're putting people together, whether it's in academia, whether it's in industry, whether it's in government. And you'll hear those three always put up, you know, those three working together. Yeah. And in fact, Parallax Advanced Research has a thing called the Triple Helix that involves those three. I think there's another important component to it, and that's the nonprofit. Yes. And Parallax is a 501c3 nonprofit. Mm -hmm. They could sit here and let everybody else both compete as hard as they can yeah. to make things better. The competition brings us, and yet have a point of collaboration. So everybody competes as hard as they can and collaborates when they need to. Right. Well, and that's part of the problem, too. Once you do kind of blown up and get to be a bigger company, the amount of red tape that you have to go through to get little things done anymore. That's why working with small business and working with nonprofits and other things, you can be innovative and try things out because, again, you're just trying to establish yourself and you're willing to do whatever it takes to get stuff done. Right. There's some of these larger companies, especially that end up going public and then are yeah. traded and everything. It's all the bottom line and all the bureaucracy. So working with small business, being able to do this has uh, definitely flourished. Well, I have a special fondness for small business. Yeah. Well, my, my dad was a small businessman for his entire life. My brother has been a small businessman. I've I have not chosen that route, but I have chosen around being an angel investor and I'm in a couple of venture funds. So we are looking to try to build the entrepreneurial enterprise in West Virginia. I think right now I'm seeing better partnering among the higher ed institutions. Marshall WVM absolutely work yeah, so well together. Absolutely. And don't forget Shepherd over in the Eastern Panhandle. Yes. We have other institutions who really have a lot of promise to pitch in on all that. Yeah. And uh, to that point, that's what we were trying to do with Tech. Yeah, I know we did in Fairmont last year. We're doing it in Morgantown. But we're looking at uh, either Charleston or Martinsburg next year just because we want to move it all around the state, make sure the spotlight's being shown all over the state and uh, get that collaboration. That's very important. It is, and we need to go to them. Yes. I think that's exactly right. You have to go to them. Have to, it's a long ways. I've traveled back, and this is like driving across Texas. But if you go from the our eastern panhandle to our capital, it's five hours. Right. Yeah. And you're going to come through Morgantown to do it. Yeah, right. There's yeah, a few yeah, other yeah, choices, yeah. but there's even more trucks on those roads. Right. Yeah, but yeah. no, I think you're exactly right on taking the show on the road. And I think we need to do that. There's a there's a sort of a tendency to keep in one place. Yeah. You know, a lot of things in Charleston, they bear the, the responsibility for managing, taking care of things, and even organizations. We need to get them on the road. We've taken the Board of Education on the road. I think we need to do that when we can, Randy. It's not easy. Yeah. You know, one of the greatest successes we have in West Virginia is not a private company. It's a nonprofit called Mountain Stage. Yeah. You know, they just celebrated 40 years, wow. right? And it's they're really so entrepreneurial. Yeah. And they go on the road, and they're such a message to the outside world about us. Yeah. Oh, and there's yeah. people all over the country that know and hear about that. Yeah. It says West Virginia can accomplish some pretty great things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it sounds like part of the, you know, mission is to support, you know, science and technology and the innovation happening in, you know, the Appalachian region. Um, could you talk about some of the projects that uh that Vertex is is currently working on 
um, and just give us a little more. Well, I mean, Randy mentioned one of the key ways is by getting people to partner together like they did Trilogy and Tetris. Yeah. Uh, but another thing that we're working on, we're very working on very hard, especially Sean Frisbee lending his background to it, is advanced air mobility. Yes. If you went back 10 years ago, you'd see Jeff Bezos on 60 Minutes <laughs> talking about how X percent of what he had to deliver, yeah. okay, yeah. the last, the 85% of the cost is in the last mile. And, and most of it weighed less than five pounds. Sort of indicative of what he was thinking. Yeah. You saw Anderson Cooper was on 60 Minutes this past April the 17th, mm-hmm. flying in what was really an ultralight, but it was, yeah. looked like an Evitol. But yeah. that is so promising for West Virginia. Oh, yeah. So we're working on building what, in essence, is a proving ground down in Mingo County. Yeah. Good news. There was just a congressional direct spend. It's issued to to uh, Mingo County, yeah. and one point two million of that will go towards buying equipment to establish uh, a, a facility in Mingo County up on a mine site yeah. where there's everything that you need: bad weather, no connectivity, mm-hmm. right? Right. Exactly. Nothing in the airspace where you can really test and prove up all these new things that we need to test and prove up. Yeah. And then what's really wonderful is there's one point seven million to build aviation aerospace avionics curricula for around the state starting in mingo county but to spread around the state because we have little places even like bridgeport's pretty significant oh yeah uh, where we have people you know if say uh shepherd just started shepherd university started a program yeah. they're working with the guard and yeah. people like Randy said collaborating yes. together so that's really something we're working very hard on again yeah, you know, Sean has great experience in that. He ran a drone company at one time. Yeah. But we have a we have a, a, a council set up, and it's populated now. The governor appointed people to focus on this because we believe not only can we can be a proving ground for it, yeah. and where it used to be thought of as a, uh, urban air mobility, it's now advanced air mobility. And I think most of what is going to be proved will be proved in the rural areas where we have this ability to do it without the clutter of the urban area. Change the elevation yes. and everything, wind. And if you try to get on a military base, you're going to have such little time to do any testing. Right. So we really, we've got it off to a good start on this. Yeah. And there's a council appointed now. And then here's one more piece to it as we were thinking on out there. We think about coal. You know, coal historically, you go back to the Carter and that's, we went coal-fired base load powered up to really put electricity through the wires in this country. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. Things have changed dramatically since then. Coal has had its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But coal was one of our greatest sources of carbon. Yeah. We have companies, once here in Morgantown, in our midst right here, AmeriCarbon. We, and there, there's going to be a facility down in Wyoming County built that's going to be able to take coal some of that coal is produced there, and they're going to be able to turn it into an extremely high-grade products. The carbon becomes a precursor to carbon fiber. I mean, right now we're having to source what we use from the coking process, primarily in China. I mean, think about this, you know, as we look at the supply chain that's evolved over the last 30, 40 years, not only with our complicity in this country, some with our encouragement yeah. as we try to get the lowest cost for the worldwide supply chain. Now we're worried about being able to make things here again. Yes. Okay. We can do that. Yeah. And West Virginia has these tremendous resources. Absolutely. And coal could be a key part of that. Yeah. And so can natural gas. And if you look at CH4, which is primarily methane, the number one gas in the, in the natural gas stream. Okay. Hydrogen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is a endless opportunity for us. 
And I should say I'm not a chemist. <laughs> or a chemical engineer. <laughs> but I read about that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, it's really, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah. So well, you talk about the Board of Education being part of that, too. What easier way to get kids excited about the future than show them how to fly a drone or being able to do that? What kid doesn't want to go and be like, yeah, let me have it. Can I have it? They're coming into the, the board meetings, which we have monthly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've had kids get so excited. Right? Just what oh, you yeah. said, captured their imagination. Right. Hands all learning and doing. We've been the beneficiary of Kathy D'Antoni is now on the Marshall Board of Governors. She was our Deputy Secretary or Superintendent of Schools. Yeah. Kathy created the uh, simulated workforce or workplace, oh, yeah. right, where yeah. you could go and you could learn how to run and operate a business. And I, I met with these kids. I mean, they had the soft skills and the technical skills. She was teaching them in the simulated workplace how to really operate and run a business. Oh, wow. And she's still at this with a new program of empowerment yeah. by learning. And we have a superintendent of schools, Dave Roach, who is very, very focused right now on ready, read, write, and getting our kids back up because of what we've gone through with COVID. Oh, right. But yeah. man, is he ever excited about the possibilities of hands-on learning. Yeah. What CTE brings to us, the CTE is not separate from education. They're, they're, they're one. They're one and the same. It's yeah. just a different way of learning. Yeah. Few of us learn by sitting in the chair for right. six hours. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right? You learn yeah, by absolutely. doing. Yeah. I have one daughter. It's a surgeon. I'm glad she learned by doing. Right. Yeah. I hate to think she was doing surgery just by having passed the test. Right. Uh, yeah. Right? Well, right. it's and everything's been done the same way for how many years? Over 100 yeah. years. And then, you know, being more innovative, and especially as technology and different things change, making sure that our education system, and to your point, how people are being taught and trained, because, you know, I could go, say I'm really good at taking tests and, you know, get my AWS cert, but if I don't know how to do it hands-on, that's the way the the Red Hat exams are. If you don't know how to actually do it, you won't pass the exam, right? So right. you have to get that hands-on experience to really know what you're doing. To really know what you're doing. Absolutely. But I, it is so promising now. As we look at having this continue to evolve, what we're doing with STEAM, with STEAM TAC program through uh, the Public Education Collaborative, and uh, has some tremendous leadership in the CTE programs across the state. Yeah, and excellent. you have the Rumsey Institute in Eastern Panhandle. Right. Now, you, you talk to the president of the Senate, you know, he made his way through life a very successful career refrigeration engineer, an electrician, a plumber, and business, and he did very well. We have a Speaker of the House. And he has a he has PhD in chemistry, right? Oh, Notre Dame and a law degree, and is an entrepreneur. Uh, and they yeah. both are entrepreneurial. So to have those right. two yeah. the entrepreneurial yeah. mindset, right. having followed two different paths, right. both wonderful mm-hmm. to where they are, is really wonderful to have those. Yeah, no, that's yeah. excellent. So, so why do you think these strategic partnerships between you know government, industry, and academia? I, why are they so important? Thought about this for a long time. So worked at WVU 22 years ago. Okay. David Hardesty was president. It was, very, it was a wonderful time. But back then, the word engagement was being used. Right. And actually, what we do as a subcontractor through Parallax is done under the Academic Partnership uh, Engagement Experiment, the APEX program. Okay. So education is an enormous part, and the partnership is an enormous part. Why is it important? Academia, is all, and especially higher ed, has always had the virtue of taking the long look. Mm-hmm. You know, the professor had time to think deeply about it, yeah. to take the long look. There's long studies. Yeah. You have the private sector 
who can't wait that long, right? right. You know, you're a little bit at face, but you shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Or if you're publicly traded, you may every quarter have something compelling you to produce. Right. Yes. I think when you take, it's sort of the wisdom of crowds, like James Kiriwaki said in this book, The Wisdom of Crowds. You get people of different perspectives mm -hmm. in the same room together, and then you get government in there when it's functioning really well, and it's able to tell it's able to tell these other partners what the public's expecting and wanting. Right. And then I think, again, you have that nonprofit sitting in the middle that allows these other three to be really, uh, really competitive and think hard and work hard. Right. And uh, I just think it produces because of those, what produces great partners is not similarities, it's differences. Yes. That's what allows you to be great partners, right? Yeah. Now that's a short clip. Quarter of the short clip. It was short clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who our video editor. And this right here. Being based for good marriages. Yeah. I mean, well, it's funny that you bring that up because we just did that with this Mansarium mobility. We went down to Charleston, and it was Marshall students from Texas, MIT, and yeah, for. For that round table, table you were. Yes. And uh, I know uh, Jeff Sinclair and I went down for that. He he's, has uh, city drones. And we just uh, kind of talked. And we had people from industry, students, and that kind of stuff where we were talking about what would be good for the state of West Virginia from advanced air mobility standpoint. Yeah. What do you feel would work and not work? And they had different scenarios. And we talked them through. And they were like, yeah. oh, I never even thought about that. So... There was a lot of good. Now, he's a Taylor County native, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Grafton, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, what, what a blessing to have a married uh, a lady whose father was a math professor here. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's retired, yeah. but uh, as I understand, he's still in the gym a few days a week at night. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I would not Jeff. Jeff's father would get up. Yeah, I do. I wouldn't wrestle with that deal. Yeah, but I did. What a blessing to have that kind of talent. And you know, also what's so good about having things like tech, yeah, is drawing people out and learning about these dormant talents they have. The right. job they have at a given moment they may not be calling on that, yeah. but you get to know and you find out oh, yeah. they have a great love for this and a great capability in it. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. I mean, that you could yeah. never learn that just in a virtual world. Well, right. it's I love and appreciate the virtual world, but yeah. You, you said something earlier when we were talking about people getting comfortable, too. I have I mean, no recollection you, of what I said. If you, have, uh, <laughs> if you have people coming in and it's challenging them, yes. they have to up their game, right? Yes. And that's, the, that's right. the whole thing. Like, we're not afraid to compete against everybody thought we were crazy because we were inviting more competition in. And I'm like, that just makes this elevator game even more. Absolute innovation happens is outside of groupthink and, and having, exactly. you know, if we if we had everybody on the same page at all times and going towards the same goal, you know, you have to have that diversity of thought. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, you never, you never know where how, I think there's a book, Albo, uh, it's been out for a little while now, but I got a Mark Mills. And Martin Morris at Northwestern, and he's also he's at the Manhattan Institute. He's also a Northwestern uh, engineer, and he's written a book called Digital Cathedrals about these great big centers that allow us to move information around the cloud. Mm -hmm. He's written a book about the cloud, the cloud revolution, okay. and he's talking about the future. And in it, he talks about how it's not one technology that leads us to these big. It's these inter these convergence, yes. right? It was yes. it was telephony and power plants and cars at one time. And, and, you know, sort of materials, information, and machines. Mm. And it's always those three kind of converge. Yeah. And he he's thinking now that the clouds already had its mere beginning. 
Yeah. Let me hear a view you on. I don't It's funny that you say that because I always say data is the new oil, right? Yeah. Today we're yeah. trying to do even the gold rush and stuff. Data is that, right? How to take that unstructured data, turn it into innovation or information. We call it innovation as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and being able to use that to a benefit. So, uh, to your point, I think that's definitely spot on. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, no, it's, 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 su it's super exciting, but the future is wide open. And I know we, we feel like sometimes it's moving at us so fast, right. but that's why we, that's what, it, look, we're all having fun. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm old. I could be golfing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be golfing exactly. because this is, let me say this for the 35 years I've been in and around community and economic development. I really thought how long for doing, I think Sean Frisbee had one of the best ideas about how to do an entrepreneurial uh, structure that would bring something new to West Virginia. Yeah. That would be new, that we could partner with other people. Yeah. Really, so glad he did, and glad he asked me to go to work for him. Yeah. Because yeah. this is just flat out promising and fun, and we have other people that have been brought aboard. Mary Cook is just, you know. Oh, yeah, I love this. Yeah. 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 yeah, so this is what on Mary. Uh, Jeff Gruzy, I know Randy Hefner. Randy Hefner, yeah. right? Are over that now. I need to know some um, Bill Harrison. Bill Harrison. Uh, the the Vertex crew. If yeah. if you haven't went to their website or looked them up, uh, this is a shameless plug, but I'm doing it because they have been absolutely phenomenal. They've been over backwards to take care of us, make sure we're getting connected with people, and they are trying to truly do great things here in the state of West Virginia and bring more people in and collaborate. So I cannot right. say enough great things well, I, for Vertex I, partners. I, I tell you what, I appreciate being aboard the team. And one other thing about, we're trying to do several things at once. Mm -hmm. One, we have, Pennsylvania has 1.7 plus million DK through 12 kids. So does Ohio. Right. We have 1.7 million plus population. population. Right. So we will work across the borders. Okay, mm -hmm. and support a lot of people. Half of our population live in border counties. Yes. They share a life, a market, everything with people on the other side. Yeah. The ARC, the Appalachian Regional Commission, yeah, okay, now is is promoting working across state borders because the commission, comprised of thirteen states, yeah. wasn't to be helping state by state. It was to help them work together. Yeah. You look at the western part of our state in eastern Kentucky, they share so much in common, yes. and they could do so much together. University of Kentucky, powerful institution, Louisville, yeah. look at Marshalls down there, you look yeah. at High University. I mean, there's really a lot of potential. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. It yeah. really is. And the same thing even over in the panhandle, like you were talking about, Shepherd. I mean, the, the Maryland, Pennsylvania area. Uh, I know people up there willing, you know, a lot of them are so close to Pittsburgh there in Ohio. It's just everything intersects, right? And that's just yeah. that. Uh, so Gail Manchin was our keynote speaker at last year's. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then she made it very clear. She's like, now, you know, I'm over the art committee, but it's not just West Virginia. It's the 13 states yes. of Appalachia. Exactly. Right. Really. And when we talked about the uh, advanced air mobility. Yeah. I actually brought that up as like, you know, don't just do what's good for West Virginia. That there's like the Appalachian, so we could be able to connect with the. We just need the quarter to come across right. us. Exactly. Virginia, yeah. we'll look right. yeah. with Ohio. Yeah. Right. It's fast through what's right. right. Yeah. I mean, it really does what quarter sense. United States, there's yeah. that opportunity. Yeah. Well, you know, the governor and others for for a long time have made 
mention the fact that we're so close to such a large part of the population that that serves us well within a day's drive with so much of it. There's so many other things to recommend West Virginia right now. If you look at Nucor is coming here. One of the best steelmakers in the entire okay. world okay. Right. here. Yeah. You have Berkshire Hathaway, yes. which is going to locate here, right. put in utility-scale solar, for which there had to be a policy change made at the legislature, a very well-thought-out policy change to allow that to occur. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to make aerospace-grade titanium through one of their own subsidiaries. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. We have we have the, the green the green bus, electric bus in, in Kanawha County. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on in a lot of parts of the state now. We used to worry about the chicken and egg conundrum. Yes. Do we need jobs or do we need people educated for them? Yes. Yeah. Right. The answer is now yeah. yes. Right. One of the most promising times I've seen. And, and the good thing is there are jobs all along the continuum for folks. Yeah. You can, uh, it's almost sharing reason. We were just over Sinclair College recently, which is a community college with 33,000 students. Wow. wow. They all have 33,000 a community yeah. college yeah. in Dayton. Yeah. Wow. Very special mission in life. They have local levies that help support them. People pay. It's unbelievable. They have a great advanced air mobility, everything, and and Bill Noah went with us. Just a fabulous visit. I've been here twice. Uh, but what what they what they were telling us were they were working so with if they have a credential that they issue, mm-hmm. they think about embedding that credential in the next step somebody may want to take a two year program. And then that's embedded inside maybe the next step of four-year program and so on, so that you don't do something for which it isn't applicable to another step you may want to take. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. really good thinking. They were telling me that high school students are leaving high school with two-year AA degrees. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. And a wonderful ticket to yeah. ways that would be impressive to me. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just a fabulous opportunity that we're learning for them. So we're sharing. Yeah, Arctic. it's great. Yeah, I knew uh, Bill Gates was in about what three weeks. Ago. Oh yeah, and yeah, Charles Second. Yeah, I know that uh, uh, Jim Eastep uh, has been trying to get them come look at the I seventy nine technology park as well. You know, all these things that you're talking about. And part of what we were trying to use tech, yeah, was get that megaphone. Say, look at all the great things yes. that's happening here in West Virginia, right? I mean, you talk yes. about the FBI Center, NASA, NOAA. Um, that's the Department of Energy, Department of Commerce, yeah. Department of Commerce, Department of Treasury, and a lot of people don't know that's here in uh, the state of West Virginia. Right. right. So we, we could put in noise. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We can literally support more. Yeah. And it would be so. Yeah. It would be so self-actualizing. I think it would. It would give more opportunities for graduates. You know, yes. on the various levels to go to work, and it would really help us build. We had a yeah. great conversation with Jim Eastep, actually. On, uh, it was last year. Yeah, on yeah, this he's super. Yeah, he was great and explained the the uh, federal operations here and how you know how can we in the higher education space you know retain our talent, re- retain the people that we're educating, and yeah. it's by bringing in these new federal operations and. You know, getting to give them opportunities here. But you know, there, there may be something in a lot of us that's a, sort of a yearning to travel to go. Yeah. What we need to make sure is we have something for people to come back to. Right. Oh, exactly. They want to come back to. And another thing, I I remember Gordon Gee made this joke, and I think it was the Naples, Florida one. It was really funny. 
And he said, yeah, we're going to build a wall around West Virginia and have a high pay for it. Oh, my God. That's it. Which was really hilarious. I think, though, you know what's really cool is to keep someone else's kids. Meaning, one of our greatest ports of entry of new people into our state are colleges and universities. People come to you know to them and they come here if they could have a good experience and an opportunity like you're describing they stay they bring outside outside thinking outside influence outside money outside connectivity which is wonderful yeah it's it's an immigration we want to support 100 percent. i was in uh, college when hardesty was uh, there so oh every year there yeah Uh, and it was funny they used to have shirts that said uh university of new jersey West Virginia campus, campus. because so many people absolutely Pennsylvania, New Jersey, yeah. Yeah. all these people came here. And uh, to your point, a lot of them stay. My wife is actually from Philadelphia, right? So I just didn't let her leave. Right? Right. You know? And actually, because of, because of trilogy, we relocated four West Virginians back to West Virginia. Well, yeah, myself included. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we're almost about forty folks working in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yep. amazing. Yep. yep, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, and that was part of our mission. Even our vice president of business operations, yep. he was on the Good and Morning America as yes, part of the Ascend right. program. Oh, right, one, yeah, one he relocation, relocation. I mean, yeah. who can say enough good and thanks to Brad and Elise Smith for what yeah. they've done? Yeah, and that is amazing. I mean, I know that President Gee always thanks them <laughs> for giving them money. Before you thank President Marshall, that program for our whole state. Yeah. How people are thinking about. Teachers ascending, yeah. Entrepreneurs ascending. Right. I mean, just the mod. And there's there's programs all over the United States. You have Tulsa, remote work, but nothing, yeah. nothing structured like what Brad and Elise yeah. brought to us here. And I'm just right. thankful to them for what they did. Yeah, you were a beneficiary because he was working for another company, and then after three or four months, he came to work. For well, you know, the great thing about most giving, most philanthropic giving, when you look at where it comes from, it comes from successful entrepreneur absolutely yeah. it does and that and you think about how we've been blessed we were blessed by mike Pushkar and you know hazel hazel ruby mcquain and bach carlos people we talked about before we got started yeah you know, we need so we need to grow another group of folks like that who have the capacity to give back oh, wow. absolutely yeah yeah and i know you know that's again with tech yeah you know that's part of that money giving back but i know that's most, great, most that's... the small businesses around here yeah if you look at the signs if you go to a little league or whatever you're going to see most of those signs from uh like local area small business that's... that are putting their money right back into the community right and, and i think that is very important yeah. yes so. absolutely well i think it's a good uh, a good point to you know kind of transition to you know how trilogy works with uh with vertex partners so uh maybe we could you know give a little background to the audience on uh on the partnership or just talk about some things that uh you know we've uh you know worked on in the past well i'll, I'll turn it over to randy but first i'm just say the the uh the team that shot array one thing shot i mean he did a lot of things in his career in fact sean's career was so impressive to me they put on one page <laughs> I mean, that's when you know you really had a career. We said I did this and this. Right. And he put on one page. I was really proud. Yeah. I can give out on one page. I've done it. And, uh, but you know, he's he's assembled just a group of people that love to work together. Mm-hmm. And a, a great part of their mission is to be on the lookout for opportunities yeah. that maybe a small company doesn't have 
the you know the the, the person hired to look for, and we're trying to make sure no one misses any opportunities. And to understand that, we get we get descriptions, corporate capability descriptions from as many as we can. Yeah, and then we try to find them opportunities. And we have people that are really understanding of the federal budget and all its subtleties and nuances. You know, you see numbers flash across. Well, what's really going to get funded? Yeah. What's that agency really interested in? Correct. And and, t- and Sean has assembled a group of people that you know worked in the military, worked for the private sector, yeah. had their own companies, know how to look for these opportunities, and their mission now in life is to do that for others. Yeah. They're not in it for. We really we are. The Air Force pays us to do this work. We don't we don't make money from what is accomplished. Our mission is to get this job done yeah. for the benefit of the Air Force. And when you think about the SBIR and the SDTR program, you want to talk about that a bit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can t- I definitely talk about that. And then how we uh, actually end up getting connected with Sean is somebody had told him what we were trying to do with Tech Yeah and just connecting people and stuff like that, and he said. We've been trying to talk about doing that exact same thing. And then he invited us, uh, uh, me down to the Advanced Aerial Mobilization. And Jeff, oh, it was Jeff Eastep is who connected me. It was December the 5th or 6th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, exactly. He connected us together. And then uh, we learned through that meeting uh, what what you guys were actually doing right. and getting connected and uh, Brandon and I, we actually got started out in the Air Force. We were doing work for Hanscom Air Force Base. We loved it. It was prototyping, doing all this awesome stuff. So when uh, we found out about that, we were like, yes, yeah, sign us up. You know, we're, we're happy to look at different things. And they connected us with Tetrix. Yeah. And I know he had tried multiple times. Uh, the, the guy, Steve from uh, Tetrix, tried to always do these phase one or two, and he had failed every time. So he ended up uh, moving out to New Mexico, and then two weeks after he moved out there, we got the notification that we were awarded. He's like, oh, uh, that's uh, it's really yeah, it's yeah, 10 weeks. Great. Yeah, uh, like two weeks or something like that, he said. Oh, my God. He kept laid around, and, uh, of course, you know, uh, but we ended up getting awarded that SBIR Directive Phase 2. Yeah. The cool thing about that, it's innovative, and you're doing really cool stuff. But then, uh, you know, that just – Get your foot in the door to do more work. You've, you know, if you prove yourself yes. and you do really well, then they might get another thing. I actually traveled up to Rome, New York, uh, okay. to AFRL, which is the Air Force Research Lab. Yeah. Throwing out acronyms of yeah. stating what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it was actually where the 99 Woodstock was. Uh, I didn't realize yeah. it. So I got up there. Yeah. Okay. I have this awesome indoor drone facility where it's a hangar where you can go indoor to out so you can get different things, but uh, all the stuff they're doing, and back to what you were talking about earlier, uh, they have commute, uh, county taxes, city taxes, and all this stuff that goes in to fund the, uh, I'm going to mess this word up, uh, but the Egregious Institute. Use the acronym. Just use yeah. the acronym. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. but the, this institute, is they're bringing in companies yeah. and helping foster that and incubate more growth and entrepreneurship. I'm like, yeah, I love this model. Like, this is what we need. Absolutely. Virginia. And it's getting, like, nobody can do things by themselves, but if you collaborate with good yes. people, you can get anything done. And that's what the what we're trying to get out there, and it's, uh, all these folks is like join the wave, yeah. right? Help help do this and make sure that West Virginia is flourishing. Not even so much now, but 
five years, 10 years, 15, 20. I mean, that's how we have to do it. If, yeah. if you're not working now, then you can't say, why weren't we successful in 20 years? Yeah. And don't rely on anybody else to do it. Just Wait. get people and do it, do it yourself. That's well, as you know. Yeah, the money for innovation, right? So we have we have Mountain State Capital and 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 we raise money here recently and so on and so forth. There's angel investing. Yeah. But one great America's seed fund that likes to call itself now. The SBIR STTR program, small business innovative research. Mm -hmm. And there's a small business technology transfer research program where you have to have a higher ed or a Harder like a Patel. There's another exception. Right. But anyway, what's so beautiful about it, this is non-dilutive money, mm -hmm. okay? It takes no equity in your company. Right. There's 11 federal agencies. That includes DOD with all of its different military branches. Yeah. And in the enlightened self-interest, they want to have a successful vendor to something they need. So phase one will allow you to look at proof of concept, and then it'll get a phase two. It could be a directed phase two. We'll get some acronyms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right. but the point is, it's early stage money that if you qualify for, it takes none of your equity, doesn't take your intellectual property, because the agency and their own interest wants you to be successful, mm -hmm. and they want you to be successful not in providing them a product right. that they need at a given time, but they want you to have a dual market yes. so that they can have a long-term vendor that they can rely on, but who does not have to solely rely on that agency for right. existence. Mm -hmm. So the beauty is these SBIRs, the STTRs, can help our higher ed institutions and the professors there with their research. Yeah. We can mobilize all that. It can get people money they need. Uh, a lot of times it takes some time to do these SBIRs, so Mary Cook has just become expert at this. Oh, yes, and we have these folks that, that Sean knew from his military days, have great expertise in this, who we have arrayed. We're not allowed to do the SBR, SDTR for you, but we can help you. Yeah. And besides getting small businesses in a queue, we're needing to get what they term non-traditionals. Like, a company that's never done a defense contract mm -hmm. or never even done a government contract because they believe that the virtue of that is not only getting more participation from that arena, yeah. but they want to find solutions to their problems. They want to cast the net much larger. And in this country, we don't do that, but command and fiat. Right. You will all think and yeah. we right. do it by encouraging the Cenobasic. Yeah. And that's what this is. This fund's been around since the early 1980s. Yeah. So every year, it's been reauthorized time and time again. Yeah. But it's about $4 billion normally in a given year yeah. across all these agencies. Wow. Okay? Yeah. I mean, you know, DARPA has been, you know, the, the Pentagon's brain is a book Title so called it, but they've they've done amazing things. But they'll not solve everything. We need yeah. to mobilize more brain power yes. in a hurry. Yeah, and now's the time you can do it, and you can be successful. Right. You get hire people. You can do everything. It's making Randy happy. He's not hurt, West Virginians. I mean, it's, he's or he's our lead recruiter. Yeah, for he's theater. Trying to bring the new Mexico guy back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and honestly, what's great is we I have, love it. We have agencies that are opening up the talent pool by allowing remote work, and yeah. so that is yes. that is bringing intellectual property to West Virginia without even having to physically move somebody. Right. So, well, and we have people again, and so generous of spirit, and 
one would be Brian Joseph at Touchstone Lab up in up in Wheeler, Philadelphia, right below Cabela's when you're going wild. He's been the master of getting the SBIRs. He's helped build those companies and the subsidiaries, and he will help people. Wow. Uh, Tech Connect, which is a nonprofit organization of West Virginia, I'm on the board of. I mean, he will, from time to time, come on and help people learn about how to do it easing their fears it's not don't be afraid of this right you know it's not it's not that ominous yeah. once you know how to do it and this is a wonderful way to help get your your company funded and started yeah it's an, it's an option actually this is a this is a great point and for anybody that's that's listening or watching this um you know that has a small business or is thinking about you know going in that direction i think that all the resources that you've just talked about are incredible value and that's one of the reasons we started this podcast oh, and and techie yeah, yeah, was to was to get the word out there if you go if you do go to vertexpartners.org okay just go there and it's pretty rich we've had uh i'll make we've, sure they've been blessed with uh andrew seeley and uh and vincent scalise and tristan and that team our market that really put together a good website that you can get to a lot of places in a hurry if you want to know about these things we've talked right. about yeah. and then whatever else help you need please it has a form on there. You can contact us. We will respond. Great. With alacrity. You mentioned uh, the STTR. So yeah. uh, Jeff and I went down and met with uh, some folks down Marshall that developed some of these sensors uh, that would be able to uh, kind of read methane levels and that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, in West Virginia, uh, I just went through their innovation lab and their CNC machines and all the stuff that they're doing with their 3D printers. And it's just awesome to see, like, when I was in college, I'm like, I wish that we had this stuff. Was that an RCBI? Or? So, no, uh, well, we actually went to, they were at the Cybersecurity. Oh, the Cybersecurity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we toured that, but then uh, they had some other labs down there. And then uh, here at WBU, uh, we went to their innovation lab at WBU and saw the things that they're doing. So the universities, the, to your point earlier, they have like these long-term visions. And then we come in and we say, this is the problem we need to solve. And they're like, oh, well, we developed the sensor. How could you utilize it? So then we're able to work with them to say, oh, we can write a whole application around this. And here's real-world use cases, how it could be used today. Mm. So uh, that's where the collaboration yeah. comes in to be able to say, we need this now. And then uh, the intellectual property, yeah. you can kind of spin that off as a whole other business or company. Yeah. So it's really amazing. Wait, Ray, he's talking about the heads he's really done. This collaboration oh, right. is right. really working. Right. There's a Harvard Business Review. It's from a, year, a few years back. But it's got like five or six people. On a, it's not a tandem bike. It's like six people. Oh, you're right. Yeah. 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 And it was a whole thing about the literature on collaboration and why it works, how it works, the things you have to do. I think having people that are leaders in the company that are generous of spirit want other people to succeed. Man. You know, it's it's amazing. It's not all about just hardcore competition. Right. Right. A whole lot of nature is about collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. You look out there from yeah. everything from the rot of crocodile to his mouth, that old bird actor. I mean, you have a lot of trust to be You know, yeah, that won't make me think of that. But what's good up? Good analogy. You it's good analogy. Oh, just the whole idea about working together is okay. I mean, there are lives where you shouldn't cross, of course. Right. right. Never want anybody getting their hand anything like that. Right. But, yeah. but, but you no know, work collaboration and working together. And again, I'm seeing it by you. Know, some of the leaders in the state are really working hard. They're pulling in a, you know, and we're blessed right now with a budget surplus or a random yeah, B fund. Absolutely. 
we're here. I'm hearing some great things about some educational op, a, a chance to get some ECATs, these special assistance in the classroom right. to make sure our little ones who have you know, been affected by COVID yeah, missed yeah. a year of school or so that yeah. we could help them get back up to speed in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, we do have to help them in a hurry, and the right. legislature is making some good decisions right now on how to best support that. I know that affects Wonderful. my son. Uh, you know, he started out kindergarten, so yeah. he's trying to you have a five-year-old sitting in front of the computer, trying to have the headphones on. They want to fidget around and stuff. So basically missed the first year. And it wasn't just him, but most kids in the class are like, for the uh, first grade, they're yeah. like, oh, they're way behind and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's it feels like it's always been this catch-up now for the past couple of years of trying to get them up to speed. So that is a real yeah, problem that's happening. Well, we have some money now. We have, we have a, a chair of uh, education in the Senate, uh, Senator Amy Grady, who is a fourth grade teacher. Oh, yeah. She brings that current, I mean, she yeah. has a leave for 60 days, but she right. has in-classroom experience. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and then we had Joe Statler, Who's the vice chair of the house? Is from Mon County, yes. And uh, they, I think, have two vice chairs. One's for higher ed, Joe Swart taking that, and one's K twelve. But but Joe spent years on our local school board, so he has that perspective. Right. So we're we're really blessed with having some folks down there now that are really pulling hard in the same direction. Yeah, that's great on the education side. Yeah, we just got to continue to get more federal operations in and get the word out that there's opportunities here in West Virginia. So well, that's been that's been Jimmy Sepp's message. I know. So I've known him a long time and yes. had a whole idea about how we can support more, and we can. Yes. And uh, and the more activity we get, we have here that's successful, mm-hmm. success will help us breed success. Yeah. Right. You come here, you be successful. Maybe we can take some of that rainy day billion dollars to finish quarter H. <laughs> <laughs> Just that last little six miles. That we little. Oh, yeah, I see. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get that pipeline going, because uh, I'm originally from Elkins, and at that, you know, that was always the thing. Oh, they're building this quarter age up through Parsons, Tucker County, and all that. Yeah. I'm, I'll be 44th in this month, and it's still out there for as long as I can remember. It's close. It, it's close now, yeah. I mean, if we can just get that last little bit. But again, uh, you know, because you, you think about that, and you think of Blenville or Flatwoods or right. anything like that. Right. And also getting the middle part of the state to have some something like what we do here in north central West Virginia with the technology park, the CDC, DOE, and all that. And I know down in Charleston, you know, uh, there's Department of Treasury and the VA and all these other things, but getting something also in the middle part of the state and having it grow up to where, I mean, it's just booming all over. And again, that's- Yeah, kind of oh, there's there's a place for, uh, for partnership between two academic institutions. And Mark Manson, who is the president of Glenville State University, he's working with Marshall. They're working on, I think it's a, it may be a nursing or nurse, uh, it's a medically related program, okay. but they're collaborating on because Marshall has a med school. Right. You know, so right. I, I think collaboration between our higher ed institutions mm-hmm. where one and one can equal more than two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. all, it's, it's the synergy. It's the potentiation. Yeah. You know, uh, one and one can equal a lot more now if you put them together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's yeah. excellent. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if there's anything else that uh, you guys want to talk about in particular. Oh, yeah. But, I brought lots of, you know, I want to know. I know. We go on all day. I know. <laughs> I thoroughly so. enjoyed it. I just to watch the excitement in your all's faces. You know, working for just to watch the excitement is just 
tremendous. Yeah. No, They've not always been this excited. I mean, they right. faced some tough times, but now we just have to make the best decisions possible we can with yeah. the good news we've had and we have in front of us. Yeah. Now's when, and now's probably when to really push harder. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we're right. most excited about for, for this year and when it comes to either, you know, government, industry, academia, or how the, how we all collaborate in general, like what, what are you most excited about for this year? I mean, I, I think seeing some of these companies that have been sort of in the incubation period, we, we've gone through COVID. COVID obviously slowed some things down. Yeah. I think now that we're coming out of COVID, and not that, that uh, there were some companies that prospered greatly because of that yeah, situation, right, yeah. but I think a lot of what's been started here that's 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 in the future, Yeah, that's what's exciting is to begin to see these projects break ground. Right. You right. know, and, and they're in coming out of these holding phases. Procter and Gamble in Eastern Man. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. And, you know, we have them. There's a great big anchor there up in the northern panhandle. Brook County, someone had an electric boat, yeah. an electric pontoon boat. Right. And you come on down to Jackson County and what used to be Ravenswood Aluminum and Century Aluminum. Yeah. Right. Now, now it's going to be. That's where they have the Berkshire Hathaway right. facility, right? Does yeah. Warren Buffett know right. something about making money? I don't right. know. Thank you. Know. I know it's Berkshire. Berkshire, yeah, right. Warren Buffett. He's great at yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just fat. You know, you know that supposedly that project, I believe this is accurate, got to us because uh, now Senator Jeffries, and uh, I may Putnam County, yeah. he, he wrote a letter that got high enough up in the organization in Berkshire Hathaway, maybe even to Warren yeah. Buffett, but it got high enough up, it got noticed. That's how that's oh, yeah. how we got him here. Yeah. Subway from here reached out, yeah. worked hard enough, and can right. just went at it yeah. and got that. Well, he ended up buying the Beautiful. Dominion. Uh, Dominion. He the bought well. Dominion, right. right. Yeah. So Because he said he only bets on things with 20 and 30. <laughs> Yeah, he's got optimism. Yeah, right. Yes. That's so, because his his uh, his vice chair is ninety nine. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's still exactly. working. They're still working. How? <laughs> well, and like you said, they're they're excited about what's going on and that kind of stuff. And yeah, you know the so the fact that he is investing also in West right. Virginia should raise some eyebrows to say what's going on in West Virginia. Maybe we need to take a look. Well, and Newcore, Newcore, another absolutely. affirmation. You know, we uh, we have a number of those that are happening. Uh, and there's other, you know, we, right down the road, it's Fairmont State University. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. We have a number of exactly. institutions that have programs that can turn on a dime to create a program of support for the workforce development that's needed. Pierbont Community and Technical yeah. College. Yeah. I mean, our Community and Technical Colleges have a special role. Well, so I don't know. If I'm optimistic this. about uh, people really refinding new ways to pitch in and make their institutions successful. That's all. Do you know that there's been grants for like community colleges and stuff that, uh, like, if we bring them on as interns, it actually pays for half the cost that we pay them. To say we pay them twenty dollars an hour, ten of that is actually covered under the grants. Yep. And the state okay. has uh, developed these programs for these community colleges to help make sure that it's everybody's getting out there. So I found out about that last year. I'm like, this is awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. And, uh, again, all this money, to your point, that's coming in is doing great things, and we need to capitalize and make sure we that do. we continue all that. Yeah, yeah. utilizing those programs and, and grants and yeah. being part of the community. Yeah, we have incredible water resources. Yeah. Oh, some yeah. places in our country right now, unfortunately, are severely challenged yeah. in terms of their water resources. Yes. Either way too little, we look at Lake Mead, and so right, on, yeah. or way too much all at once. Right. West Virginia, we've had our problems with flooding. 
Oh yeah. Locker, you know, but but those are in areas which are severe to Yeah, pain. I've been down to Gilbert. Uh, we can solve those. Very construction. Well, we have wonderful water resources. Mm-hmm. Southern West Virginia has great potential in aquaculture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fish farming. Yeah. It'll work. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things different parts of our state can do mm-hmm. where they can have an excellence. Yeah. Well, and the, to that point, they're talking about sensors and stuff for bridges to yeah. alarm and alert people. So as the water rises, that they're so to limit deaths and everything or uh, catastrophes from happening to get that out. Whether it's you know, every, most everybody seems to have a cell phone these days. If you got a notification that hey, watch out, and this is happening yeah. in your area. You know, that way we're saving lives. I mean, there's no reason why we can't be doing that. You know? Great point. I mean, almost almost that 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 can come to fruition maybe real quick. We've seen the movies. We've seen the efforts on tornadoes. Yeah. To exactly. Figure out happened. a way to get yeah. people an earlier warning. Yeah. Yeah. Said, Movie that, twister, right? Yeah. I mean, right. trying to figure out a way, right? Yeah. Well, there's one we maybe have figured out. Yeah. Talking about sensors, that brings up another great success, Iconic Air. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, they yeah. Develop, It was a sensor they developed, right? right yeah. And I think what they're called, what? iconic air. Iconic air. Tom okay. Gillis and, the, and the, they were, and they've been. I think they've been given. Uh, so they've had some yeah. space down at Advantage Advantage Ventures. Yeah, the Sarah Sarah Billers running. Yeah, yeah. And uh, John Chambers is so supportive of. But uh, but I think they're one of their markets now is the oil and gas sector. Yes, absolutely. Is that right? Yeah. So I mean, they came up with one thing, and then they found out that the Air Force. I think they ran. Well, they would say, why would they be interested? Yeah. They're interested in measuring everything. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Right. And so you see, see like, what they developed for one thing. But there, I think what's one of the time in a famous lab what, where they created the laser? Uh-huh. Um, that lab was a communications company. Oh, really? It yeah. said, well, what laser ever have to do with right. communication? We don't need yeah. that, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Xerox that had the that originally created the mouse, a copying company. Yeah, painted the mouse. And Who would ever want a computer like, in their home? Right. Yeah. Who would want that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you think of how we've changed. Yeah. 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 And you think, I mean, it just amazing. Uh, it, it's I, I'm optimistic. Best, yeah. most optimistic. I, I'm usually optimistic, and this yeah. is most optimistic I've been. Well, Four grandkids, I think they're going to have a good go of it if we yes. if we keep our noses at the grindstone and absolutely. make sure a lot of other people get chances and they make good on like you have. Yeah, yeah. Because you guys have made good on everything that. you've yeah. been given. I tell yeah, you. that is that is yeah. true. And you guys yeah. have been given a lot. You guys have worked for it. <laughs> right, worked for it. Lace up those bootstraps or anything. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But but you're helping other people. Yeah, you've already got the. I mean, you've already got the instinct that happens with entrepreneurs when they're successful. They want to help. Exactly. Most serial entrepreneurs become VCs. Right. Right. Definitely right. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's what uh, when we were on with Jim Matuga with Positively West Virginia. That's kind of what we talked about too. Was making sure to pull the next person up. I actually, yeah, I grew up in a two bedroom trailer, and I had three brothers. We had bunk beds pushed together, right? So, and, you know, growing up like that, I knew uh, my dad said, well, if you want something, you got to go out and get it and work hard, right? So as we kind of come up and do things here, we want to help that next person, that next hungry person. Charles Pinkerton used to walk 25 miles to work. The Charles Pinkerton Foundation that he has sponsored, he would walk from Mill Creek to uh, Snowshoe just to work and then try to walk home, right? So it's taken that mindset but uh when he passed 
he had went through school. He got an English degree. Then he got a master's in uh, uh, business administration. Then went back and got his law degree. And he had started his own law firm here in Morgantown. But uh, he had died in a motorcycle accident, mm. right? So, but to carry on his legacy, that's what we were trying to do. Okay. And again, it's people that, you know, might have struggled or didn't come from anything when they were younger. And that's part of our mission is give back and help that next person. Yeah. Uh, he was a great guy and you don't know what these people can do, right? right? So let's help them. Exactly. Yeah. Help them. Yeah. Oh, and that, that's so promising for kids uh, in our in our school system. Because I think right now it's it, we're really opening up our eyes to the, the possibilities. Everybody learns in different ways. Yeah, yeah. And we have to. And you know, we've asked so much out of teachers. Right. We yes. really have. Yeah. We've yeah. so yeah. much upon yeah. teachers. A little thing. So now we have to help them. Yeah. yeah. Because they, you, you I, I've gotten to know so many of them. They're treasures. Yeah. You oh, always Absolutely. go back. I can think. Oh my God! For one, for Mrs. Brill in the sixth grade teaching me math. Well, that took like six years off then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vacation. Yeah. But I could still learn once I got to college because of Mrs. Brill. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Have you met uh, Amber Nichols? Oh, I know her. So, yeah. yeah. So Westwood. She's in my neighborhood. Yeah. She's Te phenomenal. Yeah. Teacher yeah. of the year. Yeah. yeah. She is, you know, and I think when she first became a teacher, they were out west. She, her husband was in the military. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Roko. Heron. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've met him. And, oh, she's yeah. fabulous, oh, yeah. and, and she's now doing videos where we have the you know, um, ready, read, write that whole, that that really hype and focus on getting that done right away the best we can. Yeah. And Amber's been doing been doing spots in her classroom, how to teach you know the five pillars of reading, yeah. science of reading. There's an incredible you know, there's incredible uh, right. literature on all that, but there is a way that they believe now is the optimum way mm -hmm. yeah. to teach reading, and, and that's what they're doing. And Amber's part of of yeah. uh, you know, pitching that, because she's a wonder. Watch her in class with those kids. Right, yeah. It's just well, like, well, I know when Logan started at Eastwood Elementary, yeah. and that, again, that was COVID that year. Yeah. We were trying to get in the Amber Nichols. I think they, they had to eventually <laughs> stop doing uh, oh, a request, because everybody's <laughs> requesting to get in her class. Because oh, awesome. everybody in our neighbor is like, you got to get in Amber's class. Right. right? Well, that's yeah. a good rep to have. She yeah, deserves it. Yeah, yeah, but at, at most... I just overwhelming that's where teachers are but yeah. there's you know kids are having troubles now we never you never saw this early yeah. right. this much and, and we all know we've been through a, a crazy time yeah so we all have to stay stay bound together and help each other out right right completely agree man what an enlightening conversation <laughs> right. i feel like i learned so much just listening to you scott so thank you so i don't much, know well it was been, it's been a delight being here yeah. congratulations and uh thank you all yeah. everyone yeah. out there yeah Thank you for tuning in to the Reboot Something podcast by Trilogy Innovations. We created this podcast as an outlet to share knowledge through the lens of IT professionals in government contracting. Now, our goal is to reboot something, something being the topic of discussion for each episode. Topics range from cutting edge technologies and how we use them to current events and the economic impact that stems from federal operations. Join me and Team Trilogy subject matter experts for in-depth discussions with guests to include partners, community leaders, technologists, entrepreneurs, and other organizations like Trilogy who are involved in improving the economic landscape through the technology movement. 
We believe that these conversations will help educate and inspire other professionals, political decision makers, industry leaders, and even the next generation of technologists. Our goal is to ultimately reboot the way we think about each topic that's going to be discussed. Be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast medium you're listening to. And check out our YouTube channel for the accompanied video for each episode.